Well, good morning, and it is another beautiful day. It is fantastic Friday. Oh, my God, we're here already. I don't believe it. It is Friday, isn't it? I tell you, time just flies when you're having a great time. And I've been having a great time being in the presence of the Lord and bringing nuggets to you concerning the word of God when it comes to warfare. And so I want you to go get your Bible, your paper, your pencil. Let someone know that I am on the air and I want you to share this. Make sure you make comments. We had an amazing time on yesterday and I'm looking forward to today. I have another nugget for you that will really help you in your Christian walk. I will be right back with you. Good morning. I see some of you are coming online with me. I'm excited to bring this word to you today. I look forward to it. I truly believe that it will help a lot of you out there. Today, I'm going to be speaking to you about dreams and visions and how they can be used as a weapon of warfare. Amen. How they can give you forewarning. You know, forewarning is to be forearmed against the enemy so that you can go into the spirit and fight. How many of you know we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against spirits and principalities and wickedness and things that are in high places. Amen. And having dreams and visions that God has always spoken to his children in dreams and visions. He has multiple ways of speaking to his children. And so you need to be equipped. You need to be prepared. You need to be ready. And I want to show it to you in the Bible when a true prophet or individual receives a true dream from the Lord, it always says, and it came to pass. That is so very important for you to recognize, for you to remember that if it is of God, it will come to pass. If it's of the enemy, you have the opportunity to go in the spirit and tear down strongholds by praying in the spirit, by doing warfare, by doing some of the things that we did, we've been talking about by dancing, you know, and worshiping God in the spirit. Amen. And so I'm going to be reading to you today from several scriptures. So make sure that you take notes. I'm going to be looking at Acts 2 and 17. This is a powerful scripture. And some some of these scriptures, you need to memorize them or or in your Bible, highlight them. And I've said it before, if you have a Bible that you can't write in, you need to get rid of it and get a new one, okay? Mine is is coming apart. Some of the pages 
are missing out. My very first Bible, I had to put it in a plastic bag. It was so well used. Amen. And so I want you to use the Bible, highlight it, highlight it in different colors, write in it. I used to tell all my students, and I'll share with you, the margins in the Bible and the books are for you to write and take notes, especially if that Bible is going to be passed down from one generation to the next. Um, prophetically, let your family know what were you thinking, what God dropped in your spirit as you were reading that word. That is so powerful and is very important for you to be able to do that when you're writing in your Bible. You can read a verse and, and the Holy Spirit will drop something in your spirit. Make a notation of it, you know, so that, um, as I said, if it's passed down from one generation to the next, your generation after that will know what God was saying to you. Amen. So I'm going to be looking to you, looking um, at Acts 2 and 17. And as I said, a lot of times it starts out. It came to pass. Amen. And so um, 2.17, Acts 2.17, and it shall come to pass in the last days, save God. Mm. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall, shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. What a powerful scripture. I love how it starts. He said, I will pour out my spirit. He'll pour it out. And we, a lot of, we have his spirit in us, but he will pour out his spirit. And this is New Testament. So he's going to give you a double dose of his spirit. Amen. Because if you are a believer, the spirit of God lives he has set up his abode in you. He has taken up residence in you. But here he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit up on you. Good morning, Yvette. Thank you for joining us from Louisiana. What a blessing. Amen. He says, so he goes on to say, he said, I will pour out my spirit upon you and all flesh upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now, I have to take a pause right there because this is so very important. Um, there are so many different um, phases of the prophetic, and as the Spirit of the Lord leads, I will get into that um, and teach because there are a lot of people who are not fully aware of the prophetic and how it operates. And so someone may say, oh, I had a dream and it came to pass, so I must be a prophet. No, 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 no. He said, my sons and my daughters shall prophesy. Anyone can prophesy, but everyone is not a prophet. Let me say that again. Anyone, everyone can prophesy. But everyone is not a prophet. That's why I mentioned to you that as I am teaching, if, if you get something dropped into your spirit from the Lord, make a comment about it so that those that um, come back and listen to the replay of this, that they can um, see what God has dropped in your spirit. Now, if it is 
in the next country somewhere, I will delete it, okay? If it's not lined up with his word, I will delete it. I'll tell you that now. But if it's lined up with his word, praise God, prophesy. You know, when you prophesy, you're decreeing and you're declaring the word of God in your life and in the lives of others. This, the whole Bible is prophetic, okay? And so you have that ability to do that. But I need to let you know, because there are some people who, some individuals who have not been taught, unlearned, that think if they give a word one time, that they are prophet. Oh my, and then they put this label on them. And when you put labels on yourself, my God, you open up yourself to a fight that you don't want to fight. Because if a true prophet is is carrying that mantle, then they are equipped and they are qualified to go through whatever it is that they need to go through as a prophet. Amen. And so don't be quick to put a, a title on yourself. You let God put that title on you. And when he'll put it on you, it is, as the word it says, it shall come to pass. So when, when God gives a prophet and he, he reveals things to his prophet first, there's nothing that happens on the earth that he doesn't reveal to his prophets but it will come to pass. And we prophesy in part, we know in part, okay? And we all have pieces of the puzzle and it comes together and you have a full picture. That's why it's critical for um, prophets to come together with apostles and, and sit down and talk about what God is showing them. And this prophet over here may have a piece and another prophet over there may have another piece and they put it together and oh my God, what a beautiful picture. And um, unfortunately, there are those that don't view those that are not in the in crowd, I'll put it like that, as true prophets or don't value what it is that they have to say. But those days are over with. God is raising up a new kingdom. God is raising up new awareness for his children, his new, his prophets that will speak truth because there are a lot of people out there that were not speaking truth. And so you must be aware, make sure that it lines up with the word of God. Bill Hammond, my God, I love his ministry. And he would tell in his books, if you don't do anything different, unless you're definitely directed. And so the, a lot of churches um, don't like for prophets to come in and prophesy and speak. One, they haven't taught their, their, their congregation that one key important thing, don't do anything different unless you're definitely directed. And so a lot of the sheep have gone um, have been scattered because they received a prophet, a word from a, a immature prophet, one who um, was anxious to get out and begin prophesying. And the prophetic word that came out of their mouth was not ripe. It was not ready for them to release it. But because they have not had a leader to teach them, then it helped to scatter the sheep. Amen. So you have to be very, very careful. And so going back to the dreams and the visions, this is amazing. Good morning, Yolanda. Thank you for coming on and being with me this morning. 
God is amazing. You know, I have to say this and, and drop them my spirit. If there is a topic, now I'm not, I don't know it all, but if there is a topic that drops in your spirit that you want um, for us to come into a discussion with, make a notation about it. Let me pray and let me seek the Lord and um, we'll see how God leads us. Now, I will say that on the preparing and getting ready to give and talk about dreams and visions, which is a part of the prophetic, it dropped in my spirit to begin to teach on the prophetic so that people can be um, better aware and better equipped of it. Amen? And so once again, it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So all flesh will have the ability to have dreams and visions. You said, now how are they weapons? Because God will show you things that are to come. And they could be things that are, are not necessarily good. They could be things that um, could try to come up against you or, or things that will harm you. And so what you have to do is you have to determine, does it line up with the word of God? Um, or is this confusion? If it's confusion, then you go back in the spirit and you begin to intercede and pray and come up against what it was that, God, that you saw in the spirit. Now, every dream is not from God. You know, it could be that hot dog you had that the night before, okay? It could be something you ate, but a true dream that comes from God will come to pass, and he will show you. He will reveal it to you. He'll give you revelation, amen? And so his sons and his daughters shall prophesy, and young men shall, shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. I like to say they're dreaming on. You know, the, the, you know, there's a saying that you dream on. People are just dreaming about what they want to do and not actually doing it, okay? And that's why that's left in that category of the old men. They're dreaming about what they could have done or should have done, but they don't necessarily do it, amen? But the young men shall have visions, and there are different types of visions, and I can't get into it right now, um, but it is such a powerful subject to talk about. There's a seer. There are those that have open face visions. My husband was one who would have open face vision, and as he would, <clears throat> excuse me, as he would minister, he would actually have an open face vision, and God would show him scriptures. And so he would begin to minister on the scripture that God gave to him as he was ministering. And it would line up with what was being taught. And he would show him different things. And so there are many different ways that dreams and visions can be used as not necessarily a weapon, but in preparing you, equipping you, preparing you for what God has in store for you. Amen? And so let me go on and read. Um, Acts 2 and 18, this is another powerful scripture. It says, and on my servants, my God, and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. 
So it's not, you know, there, there are no big I's and little U's. You know, God is saying here, he said, I'm going to pour it out on my servants and my servants will be able to prophesy. But there are some that feel as though they have a monopoly on prophesying. You know, oh, prophet so-and-so is in town now. Now, hear me right. Don't disrespect the office of a prophet. See, that, that's why this teaching needs to be done. There's the office of a prophet. But you, as an individual, you can prophesy. And you'll say, <coughs> excuse me, in hindsight, and we want to operate in foresight, but in hindsight, you'll say, something told me. Well, it's not a something. The Holy Spirit told you, okay? So you have to be able to recognize what it is. And, and so his servants, you know, if a servant can prophesy, you can prophesy. And he said, on his handmaidens, he said, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. My God, how many of you want to be used by God? <coughs> oh, excuse me. How many of you want to be used by God to prophesy health and wealth and success and love in the life of the believer, in the life of those that um, who really don't know Christ. Well, how can I do that? You, you, you get a scripture and, and you begin to prophesy that scripture. How I, I, when I first got saved, I was not fully aware of the word of God. I was a walking, a prophetic individual. And I would walk and I would talk about how blessed I was going in and blessed coming out. I was prophesying in my life. It's not anything that's so dramatic that, you know, it, it sounds like it came from, um, you know, a, a great prophet where smoke and fire was coming forth. No, out of your own mouth, you can decree and declare the word of God. And remember I said there's, you know, decreeing and declaring the word of God. You're prophet, prophesying the word of God in your life. There is a language that believers use that most people don't understand. And then you have the word of knowledge. You know, um, that's part of the prophetic um, relationship within the um, prophecy. You can give a word of knowledge. And a word of knowledge, you know, is really God saying, I love you. Look, I, I, I'm fully aware of what's going on in your life. You can meet someone at a, at a restaurant and the word of knowledge will come forth. And the person said, well, how did you know that? You know, that's the word of knowledge. That's the prophecy working. And those things will draw individuals to Christ. And you should point them to the door. And the door is Christ Jesus. And not try to take credit for yourself. You know, oh, woe is me. Look at me. I gave a word and it ministered to the person. They began to cry. No, it wasn't you. It was the Holy Spirit within you given a word of knowledge. Amen. And so it goes on to say, in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they will prophesy. 
How many of you want to prophesy? How many? That's why it says desire that you prophesy. Because when you prophesy, you can bring life. It's like pouring water on a seed um, that has just been laying on the surface. And that's why it says one plant, one water, but God gives the increase. And as those seeds are sown and then they are watered, they begin to grow and flourish. How many of you want to sow seeds and allow them to flourish? Thank you, Yolanda, for putting that scripture up on the, on the screen. Um, the next one, I love this scripture, is Isaiah 44 and 3. And it just confirms, once again, what I've said in these scriptures. You know, out of the mouth of two or more witnesses, let the word of God be established. You know, if you just see it one time, you might want to hold on to it. And out of the mouth of two or more witnesses, you may receive a word from someone, my God. But then, you know, don't be so anxious to run out. You know, they say, I see you in a purple dress. Don't go buy a purple dress. And I'm just being, you know, lighthearted here. Don't go out and go buy your purple dress. But you might go somewhere else and someone may give you a word and say, I see you in a purple dress. And you're having a good time. Not that it's your purple dress and it's for a funeral or something like that. But you, I see you in a purple dress and, and you're having a good time. And then maybe a couple of months later, someone else may say it. So out of the mouth of two more witnesses, let every word be established. And so then it's not necessarily for you to go and buy it. Maybe that third thing that comes to you is someone presenting you a gift of a purple dress, okay? Don't be anxious for anything, but in prayer and supplication, let everything be established in Christ. And so you have to... Be aware of what's going on. You need to be informed about the prophetic because we're in a prophetic age right now. And your mouth, your words that come out of your mouth are like fire. Then the word of God is consuming, yes, but it's also speaking of the future. And so you want to declare things that are going to happen in the future. You know, be aware of those that prophesy you get ready to get a car. And, and you, oh, I see you in the house. And praise God, you know. Okay, I'll say this. Uh, it reminds me of a person who is not really in the presence of the Lord, you know, who doesn't really pray because the Word of God tells you He supply all your needs. Okay, and no good thing will He withhold from you if you're walking upright before the Lord. Now He wants everyone to have a home. Now that home could be an apartment. And it could be a mansion. It depends on your level of faith or what you're believing, what your heart desire is. And so, you know, be aware of people saying, oh, I see you with some, some red bottom shoes. whoop de do okay? <laughs> well, how is that going to help you? Maybe it's a desire that you have, you know. But I believe that the prophetic word that comes forth should have a little more depth to it than the fact that I see you in some red bottom shoes or I see you in a Rolls Royce. And then a prophet, when a prophet comes and shares with you, it should really be a confirmation of what God has already spoken to you about. It doesn't have to be anything new. I don't know how I've gotten off on this, but, you know, praise God. You know, 
I guess we needed to hear this. And notice I didn't say you needed to hear this. I said we. I always include myself. I need to hear it as well. Amen. So Isaiah 44 and 3, once again, it says, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Woo! How many of you are thirsty for the things of God? You know, there's a saying, the thirsty seed gets the rain. You know, if, if you, the thirsty seed gets the rain, oh my God, if you're thirsty for the things of God, you're going to constantly talk about the things of God. You're going to be up as you are early this morning. You're, you're showing God, God, I'm thirsty for you. I'm thirsty for your promises. I'm thirsty to hear what you have to say. I'm so thirsty, Lord. I'm up early in the morning. I'm so thirsty for you, God. I'm praying. I'm interceding and praying for others. The thirsty seed gets the rain. The one that's making the most noise. The squeaky oil get the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So the more noise you make, the more sound you release in the atmosphere in decreeing and declaring the word of God, you're going to get the oil. Okay? So release the prophetic word. Release your sound, your voice print in the atmosphere so that you can get the oil. My God. You know, and then when you get that oil, have you ever had a door? I have a back door that sometimes I got to put some 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 oomph to it to get it to open. But once you put some oil in the trap, my God, that door opens up smoothly. And so if you your your um door is a little stuck, you need to make some noise in the atmosphere so that you can get the oil of the Holy Spirit. Or in this case, it says, I will pour out water upon him that is thirsty. If you're thirsty, say, I'm thirsty. Make a comment and say, I'm thirsty. Amen. Come on, declare that word this morning. That's what I'm talking about. Prophet saying, Father, I'm thirsty for you. I'm thirsty. And what did he tell the woman at the well? He said, you drink of this water, you will thirst no longer. My God, not the water that you drink from from your faucet, the bottled water that we drink. He's talking about the spiritual water. So declare this morning out of your mouth and say, Father, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty for you. Let me drink of your waters, the purified waters, the waters that's going to oil, that's going to water and cleanse the tracks, and the doors will open up freely for me, my God. So I'm thirsty, Lord. That's right, Yolanda. I'm thirsty for you, my God. And he said, goes on to say, and floods upon the dry ground. If your ground is dry, your life is dry, you need just declare this word. Father, I'm thirsty for you. You know, have you ever seen um, land that was, that was dry where there was a drought? I, and I've seen it in the spirit where the land, was, there was drought and the dirt was cracked. You know, and, and and there was opening up, there was opening, my God, I'm just getting this now. The land opens up and it's cracked and it's open, it's like it's opening its mouth and saying, give me the rain, give me the water, give me water. And so there are cracks in our life, my God, that have been opened up. And they say, give me the water, flood me with water, my God. And the water will come in and fill up the cracks that are in our lives and see. I don't know if you've ever been someplace and you've seen 
a tree or plant growing out of a rock. A seed will grow out of a rock. My God. Tubac wrote a poem one time that talked about a um, rose growing out of a rock. I've actually seen it in a place where we live called Sedona. I'm going up to the church in the hill. There are trees on the side of the walkway where you actually see them growing out of a rock. And so if there's a rock and there's a crack in any way, if there's a crack in any way in your life, in your heart, um, your desires, just allow that the opening and allow the rain of God to come in. And it said floods upon the dry land. We don't want any dry lands in our life. Amen. We don't, you know, the, our body is lamb. We don't want any dryness in our land. Let it get water. Amen. And it goes on and says, I will pour out my spirit upon thy seed. My God, he'll pour out. Um, upon our seeds, my God, our, our generational seeds, the seeds, the words that we sow, one plant, one water. God gives the increase, my God. But from one generation to the next, seed is also referred to as your generation, amen? And my blessings upon thy offspring. How many of you want your offsprings, my God, to be watered and to be blessed? I know I do. I, I don't want my children to have to go through what I went through. So I've gotten the only thing I have, such as I have, what did they say to the, um, the beggar at the gate? He says, silver and gold I have not, but that that I do have I give unto you. So I say to my children, silver and gold I have not, but that story, and I'm going to leave you with this this morning. My son was um, very young my God. And this is a time when I really didn't have anything, you know, and it was his birthday. And I wanted to give him something, just like most parents all want to give their children blessings. And I wanted to give him something for his birthday. And, and I kind of just went outside and stood at our front door and just pondering on the fact, God, I, you know, I want to have something to give to my son for his birthday. My oldest son, who was my my right-hand person, he was amazing. He was an awesome child. He was always there to help me with my younger children. And I wanted to be a blessing for his, for his birthday. And I heard the Spirit say, look down. And when I looked down, I saw this rock. My God. And God said, give him the rock. I said, give him the rock. And so I picked up the rock. My God. And I gave him the rock for his birthday. And I said, you may think this is strange right now, but I just want you to know that when times get hard, that you always have Christ, who is the rock of your salvation, who is the rock of your life. And that's what I gave him for his birthday. But the story doesn't end there. Um, who? About 15 years ago, maybe, maybe 20 years, I've lost count. But many years ago, I came under attack with cancer. And when my son came to visit me in the hospital, he stood by my bedside. I was still a little out of it. But I could feel him hold, um, reach for my hand and hold my hand. 
I, I really couldn't tell that it was him, but I, I sensed it in the spirit that it was him, my God. I sensed it in the spirit that it was him. And he said to me, he said, Mom, he said, I can't heal you. He said, but the rock that you gave me, I give this rock back to you. And I want you to know that Christ is your rock and he is your healer. God is amazing. God is amazing. And, and we, we talk about that rock even today, many, many years later. I still have the rock that he gave to me when I was in the hospital. And he had the rock that I gave to him. And he gave it back to me when I went into the hospital for cancer. And so, ah, wow, I don't know how I got on that. But I guess we needed to hear that to know that God is always there and we need to depend on him. Amen. God is so good. Oh yeah. I know how I got there. Amen. Through the word of God. Praise God. God is so good. I'll pour out my water. I'm Isaiah 44, three, for I will pour out water upon that which is thirsty and flood upon the dry land. I will pour out my spirit upon thy seed. That was a seed that I sowed in my son's life. That was a seed, that was a word. And my blessings upon thy offspring. I bless my offspring, amen, through the word of God. Well, I trust that this has been a blessing to you. I will not be with you tomorrow, but we will still be on um, our prophetic prayer at 545. I want to encourage you to join us. If you have a prayer request, place it and we will intercede and we will pray for it. I'm going to ask that you keep my friend Dolores Drebert in prayer today. Um, she is having her service for her mother that she, um, um, who went from life to life. So I'm asking that you keep her and her entire family in prayer today. Amen. God is so good. I will be back with you again on Monday, and we'll see what other nuggets God has for us. All right. God bless you. Have a great day. Remember, 